Welcome to an audio stream from San Marino Community Church, featuring sermons drawn from our pastoral staff and various guest preachers. fun to be here, San Marino Community Church. Uh, I was um, just sitting in that space of listening to the choir, letting the music kind of hang through the sanctuary. What a beautiful, beautiful experience to be here with you this morning. I'm very thankful for you for joining us. Um, Jessica asked me to come preach I'm a football coach, so there's nothing else happening today that I thought might distract from our focus. Um, Jessica uh, asked me to just remind you that we'll return to the traditional um, sermon series after this week, but she said that I didn't have to read her mind about what she should say, so I'm here doing this the best I can. So thanks for being here. I pray that this time for you is a space to reflect on one of my favorite stories in the Gospels, and I really do hope that this time is reflective for you and you hear from the Holy Spirit what the Holy Spirit has for you. So I'm going to read the story and talk about the story as we go. It's a powerful story. It's one of crowds and people and surprises. It's a story a lot of us have heard many times, and yet this story, every time I hear it, uh, I feel like I find something new for myself. And so that's my hope for you today. So let me tell this story. Then Jesus entered and walked through Jericho. There was a man there, his name Zacchaeus, the head tax man, and quite rich. He wanted desperately to see Jesus but the crowd was in his way. He was a short man and couldn't see over the crowd. So he ran on ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus when he came by. When Jesus got to the tree, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. Zacchaeus scrambled out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck delighted to take Jesus home with him. Everyone who saw the incident was indignant and grumped. What business does he have getting cozy with this crook? Zacchaeus just stood there, a little stunned. He stammered apologetically, Master, I give away half my income to the poor, and if I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. And Jesus said, today is salvation day in this home. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. It's kind of a great story about the attractiveness of the person of Jesus. Just that there would be 
Jesus entering a town and so many people wanted to see what Jesus would do that they crowded around him so much so that the crowd couldn't see him. That people had heard so much about the person of Jesus that they were super intent on finding and watching what Jesus would do. And so as Jesus enters a city and walks through it, there's one guy in this story that's pulled out as being especially diligent and really wants to see. And give a little bit of context here. His name is Zacchaeus, which is important. He's an important person because they give him a name. There's other stories in the gospel where they don't even name the person. But in this story, Zacchaeus has a name. Not only does he have a name, he has a job. And we know a little bit about his job, that he's wealthy. And here's maybe the first thing that I would say just to point out. Zacchaeus was desperate to see Jesus. He was desperate to see Jesus. There was a desperation in his life and what he was looking for that was important. He just wanted a glimpse of what Jesus was about. Just a glimpse. But there's some practical challenges there. He's short and there's a big crowd. And he couldn't see over the crowd. So he's smart, he ran ahead, climbed up in a tree, just so he could see Jesus as he walks by. That's all he wants, just to see him. And that's smart. So not only is he the head tax guy and very rich, but he's a really smart guy. And a lot of you have probably heard this before, but tax collectors in that day and age They were known to be crooks. They would steal from people extra money. So they would say, for instance, you owe $50 in taxes, but really you only owe 20. And so then where did that 30 go? Into their pocket. That's what people thought of tax collectors. But not only was that a problem, but he had betrayed his people to the Roman Empire, which was like doubly problematic. So he wasn't well-liked and he had stolen from people or so that's the way I learned the story. And Jesus gets to the tree where Zacchaeus is hiding, just hoping for a glimpse, never in his wildest imagination did Zacchaeus think he would have a conversation with Jesus. And Jesus gets to the tree and he looks up and said, Zacchaeus! Hurry down. Today is my day to be a guest in your home. I like this for a couple reasons. One is, he knows his name. I don't know why he knows his name. It might be that Zacchaeus was just that popular. It was before social media and news and stuff where you would know who people were very easily. So maybe Zacchaeus was just that well-known. Or I like to think Jesus knew he was going to have this conversation. And he knows Zacchaeus because he made Zacchaeus. Because he knows him inside and out. And I also like this story because Jesus invites himself over. 
which I was always told as a child never to invite yourself over to your friend's house. Zacchaeus scrambles out of the tree, hardly believing his good luck. And if you've heard the story before, you might think, oh my gosh, if you were hated by your friends and the community, everybody thought you were a bad person, and then this giant celebrity everybody wants to see walks up to you and says, oh my gosh, we're due for lunch at your house. That might change the way you're perceived by people. Hardly believing his good luck, delighted to take Jesus home with him. And everyone in the crowd who saw the incident didn't like it. And they asked this question in the gospel, what business does Jesus have getting cozy with this crook? It's a pretty pointed question. And Zacchaeus just stands there. You can imagine being in a situation in front of a bunch of people where somebody's kind of airing your dirty laundry in front of them. You might be like, where is, this is not where I thought this was going to go. And Jesus stood there, heard all the noise, all the people, and Zacchaeus' uncomfort. And I love that Jesus doesn't step into that moment and fill the air. He has such wisdom about him. He stuns Zacchaeus' and he stammers to apologetically say, Master, I give away half my income to the poor, and when I'm caught cheating, I pay four times the damages. And the way a lot of the times that you hear this story is, oh, when he encountered Jesus, when he had the conversation with Jesus, that's when Zacchaeus changed his life. It was when he had that meeting with Jesus that then he said, oh, I'm going to repay the people that I stole from, and I'm going to give away half my... No, no, no. The story is he says, I'm already doing these things. And yet the crowd has no idea. They have no idea that Zacchaeus is a good man giving away half of what he has. And they have no idea that when he wrongs someone, he pays them back fourfold. Jesus' encounter with Zacchaeus is to bring to light what Zacchaeus is already doing that is good and right and noble. And then this is the power of the story. Jesus says, today is salvation day in this home, Zacchaeus. Here he is, Zacchaeus, son of Abraham. For the son of man came to find and restore the lost. Zacchaeus had been ostracized by his community. He had been chased out. There were assumptions about him that were wrong. That he was a thief, that he was a crook. And the crowd standing by, passionately dismissive of him. And in turn, critical of Jesus for moving towards a man that they understood to be a bad one. And yet, Jesus' presence with them reveals who Zacchaeus' character is.
that it is a godly character that the crowd knows nothing about. And so he restores him by communicating who he is and what he's about and restores him to his community by calling him a son of Abraham. Son of Abraham. You belong here. Here's a couple things when I read this gospel that I hear. Jesus is incredibly attractive. There was a reason people sought Jesus out and there's a reason why Zacchaeus wanted to see him. And currently, in the world of the church, Jesus isn't necessarily at the center of our conversations. And the crowd is now currently following other crowds rather than following Jesus. And that concerns me. Because the answer to people's longing and search is the person of Jesus. And it's not the crowds, and it's not the new worship song, and it's not the new preacher, it's the person of Jesus. Second, I think about the way Jesus moved towards Zacchaeus with purpose. I think that oftentimes we are uncomfortable initiating with ourselves the pursuit of someone else. I don't know this, but I'm gonna guess that you know some people. I'm gonna guess that you know their names. I'm gonna guess that you could initiate with them. And you know what? If you call them by name, when you saw them, they might be surprised that you know who they are. But I think that's part of being salt and light. Jesus' pursuit of Zacchaeus and calling him by name, this relational intensity that the world is longing for is an invitation for us as a church to pursue people by name, relationally, to encourage them. I think the great story of this is that the real group that's called to repentance is not Zacchaeus, but the crowd. It's the crowd that has the assumptions about people. And I know those don't exist in America in 2022. There's no groups of people that we assume things about anymore. That's long past. 2,000 years ago was the last time that was a problem where we made assumptions about groups of people. The beauty of this story and what makes this story so powerful is that the God of the universe, Jesus, reveals the beauty in Zacchaeus. The Imago Dei in Zacchaeus. And you have a responsibility as well, if you are a follower of Jesus, to see the same beauty in the people around you. To see it, reveal it, encourage it. I think for some of us, we're Zacchaeus. We, we, we're doing our best. We're living our life the way we think God has called us to live it. And maybe for you, you're like, I'm doing everything right that I can and nobody seems to see it. Jesus sees it. Be encouraged that Jesus sees it. 
And if Jesus were to walk up to you underneath your sycamore tree or maybe in it if you're athletic, he would say something to you too. And he would want to be in your life. And the last thing, Jesus came to find and restore the lost. But he didn't just stop there. God has empowered you to find and restore the lost too. So what will you do for those around you that are looking for restoration, that are trying to be found? Nobody plays hide-and-go-seek hoping to be hidden forever. They want to be found. The world is desperate, desperate to see Jesus, to see Jesus, to be restored. And we play a huge role in that. Son of Abraham is a special saying in my life because it's what my last name means. Avramovich means son of Abraham. And it took a special person in my life to say to me, I see what God has put inside you. It's a very Jewish name. It's one I'm very proud to have. Son of Abraham, you belong here. Amen. You have been listening to a production of San Marino Community Church. Find our worship services on YouTube or subscribe to our podcast on Spotify.